Hey kids, and welcome to a universe of stories. Do you have two minutes in the morning and two minutes at night? Great! Then you'll have just the right amount of time to brush your teeth perfectly. Today, we'll speak with Dr. Myrna Caldwell, who will give us helpful tips on how to care for our teeth so they'll last a lifetime. As a former president of the Tennessee Society of Pediatric Dentistry, Dr. Myrna now serves as the assistant clinical professor at Vanderbilt Children's Hospital. She's a member and fellow of the American Academy of Pediatric Dentistry, a diplomat of the American Board of Pediatric Dentistry, as well as the American and Tennessee Dental Associations. Dr. Myrna is married to Robert Caldwell, who is also a pediatric dentist and Nashville native. They have two beautiful and energetic children, and together in the Nippers Corner area of Nashville, they work side by side at Caldwell Pediatric Dentistry. Today, we have Dr. Myrna on the phone with your favorite neighborhood reading advisor, Rebecca Melvin. Let's see what it takes to get an award-winning plaque in perfect brushing. Good morning, patrons, and welcome to another episode of A Universe of Stories. Today, we welcome Myrna Caldwell. So thank you so much for joining me today. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. So let's start with your background. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure, happy to. Um, I was born in Lebanon, the country in the Middle East, and I came to the U.S. when I was three. I lived in Boston for most of my life until moving here to Nashville about 13 years ago. Oh, wow. Yep, and I have two kids, 11, age 11 and age 13, and they're growing up very fast. I bet, and I bet they have a wonderful set of teeth. <laughs> they do. No <laughs> cavities yet, but, you know, you never know. <laughs> Fantastic. So what is a dentist? Well, dentists are the doctors of, of the mouth, and we make sure your teeth and gums are healthy and that your new teeth are erupting in correctly. Fantastic. So what does a dentist actually do? Well, we do a couple of things. Sometimes we just check teeth after they've been cleaned to make sure that they look healthy. And sometimes we have to restore teeth after discovering that a tooth has a cavity. We do have to restore it. And sometimes if a tooth is not able to be helped at any point, we need to extract it and save space for the permanent tooth. So as a pediatric dentist, I do a lot of planning for the future in a patient's mouth. So rather than, you know, just take care of a cavity, sometimes I have to also do things to help make sure that the future teeth have plenty of room to come in and that they come into a healthy environment. Fantastic. So yeah. why did you choose a career as a dentist? Well, the first thing I followed was my heart, and that was always wanting to be with children. So I thought, okay, maybe pediatrician, maybe something in the pediatrics field. But then I realized that I also just love working with my hands and and I love, you know, making kids not be afraid of the dentist. And I think my stature and my voice help with that. <laughs> it was just a natural progression into the career. But, no, I do. I love um, medicine. I love science. I love engineering. And I love working with my hands. So it's just one of those careers that really does crossroad with all of those interests. Fantastic. So what do you find most exciting about your job as a dentist? I just love interacting with the kids and hearing all their funny stories and the funny things that they say. And I just love the challenge because all kids are so different. I love the challenge of trying to figure out how to make their anxiety less and trying to make the visit fun for them. That's not always easy and that's not always a success, but I try really hard to find ways to make the kids comfortable in the dental chair. So that's the challenge of it psychologically. And then, of course, 
what's exciting is just seeing kids that love to come in and see me, you know, that love coming to the dentist and who are not afraid of the dentist. So if I were a kid, I would be happy to come and see you because we would, (laughs) you make us, you know, make the child feel comfortable and make it a fun experience. And you would make them know, realize that, you know, you don't have to be afraid or anything like that. You're just coming to visit and we're going to take care of things and you can just relax. Yeah. And we try very hard and sometimes it takes a few visits to get someone to be comfortable, but that's okay. It's a long-term relationship. Right. So in your professional opinion... What is dental care or oral hygiene? Dental care is basically trying to take good care of your teeth so that they last you a lifetime. Oral hygiene practices such as brushing your teeth every morning, brushing your teeth every night, being careful not to eat too many sugary snacks and being careful not to do anything to your mouth that could hurt it, like playing a contact sport without a mouth guard. Those are all things that are important in terms of dental care and oral hygiene. All right, so we're going to ask some really cool questions now, okay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> For our young listeners, how important is it to floss? It is so very important. And I know that there are parents that come in my practice every day and go, well, I don't floss, and, and I've never had a cavity, or so-and-so doesn't floss, and they've never had a cavity. And it's true that you can find people in every category, those that have never flossed, those that's always, that always floss. But I think flossing is extremely important because where the teeth touch together, it is impossible for a toothbrush to clean that surface. If you don't floss and you've never had a cavity, then perhaps those contacts are not very tight and the toothbrush is able to clean or just, you know, drinking water helps you keep those surfaces clean. But if you're like most people and your teeth touch pretty tightly, then floss is critical because that's where kids get 90% of their cavities is in between their teeth. So I think flossing is super important. But I understand a lot of people have not incorporated it into their routine. <laughs> so for our children listening, make sure that you floss so that you yeah. have healthy gums and teeth. Exactly. Exactly. That's straight from the dentist. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we know it's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> what kind of toothbrush bristle is best? Soft, medium, or hard? Definitely soft. You never want to buy a medium bristle brush or a hard brush. Those are not even okay for adult teeth. And definitely soft is best for children's teeth especially. It seems to me that we are just so rushed all the time that we tend to brush really hard. So the softer the bristles actually, the less damage we'll do to our gums long term. Because if we use a medium brush or a hard brush over time, then our gums could recede, which means they'll shrink and they'll cover less of our tooth where they're supposed to cover the tooth. And that over time can cause problems and gums don't grow back to where they need to be. Once they shorten and shrink, they really don't come back unless you do a graft. So I tell parents, always use a soft brush with your kids. And in fact, the parents should be using a soft brush as well. That is really cool. That's a very good thing to know because most of the time, I think growing up, I used a medium bristle. And it wasn't until I got older and I actually spoke to my dentist and he told me the same thing. He said that it's just better for you overall and it also protects your enamel. For sure. And I don't really know why they even sell medium or hard bristle toothbrush because they're really not appropriate for anybody at any age. Wow. So now we know soft Mm -hmm. bristles are best. Mm Mm-hmm. So how long should you brush your teeth with your soft bristled brush? You should be brushing your teeth for two minutes in the morning and two minutes at night. So what I tell the kids, a good way to remember it is to brush one minute upstairs and one minute downstairs. Oh, that's very cool. So upstairs would be the top row of teeth and then downstairs would be the bottom row. 
Exactly. And are we going to be brushing straight up and down, side to side, or in soft circles? Well, when kids are little, it's really hard for them to brush at the angle that an adult should be brushing at. So we tell them to do circles, soft little circles in the back, then soft little circles in the front, and basically get all the surfaces of the teeth you can think of, even the inside parts of your teeth that are touching your tongue that are adjacent to your palate. But as they get older, we do try to get them to angle their toothbrush so that part of their brush is touching their gums, part of their brush is touching their tooth. Um, But that's sort of something that you can only really do once you've gained some more manual dexterity as you get older. Okay. So how often should you brush your teeth? Twice a day is ideal. Morning after breakfast is ideal at bedtime. And after brushing at bedtime, it's best to avoid eating anything afterwards. So really, it should be the last thing you do before bed so that your goal is basically at the end of every day to go to bed with the cleanest possible teeth. Okay, I've also heard that you should brush between meals, like if you're snacking or something. Well, you know, that is something that would never hurt, but it seems like it would be a very difficult thing for most people to be able to do. Very true. (laughs) So an alternative to that would be to simply, you know, sip on water at your desk, you know, something that's healthy for your teeth because it can't cause any harm and it can help cleanse the sugar off your teeth. Okay, so should you gargle with mouthwash? Well, there's no harm in it. There's a ton of different bacteria that live in our mouth. As an adult, if you're able to do it, I think it's a nice thing to be able to do, but it's certainly not as important as, like, flossing or brushing twice a day. (laughs) Okay. So I know that when I would go to the dentist, I think when I was younger, they told us that there was mouthwash, that if you gargled with it, if you had any spots that you had maybe missed in your mouth, your teeth would turn a different color. Have you heard about that? Uh, yes. It was, when you were younger, it probably was a, disclo- was it a disclosing tablet where it was this chewable tablet that made your mouth turn a different color so you could see where your plaque was? I think so, yeah. And it was really cool. <laughs> yes, it is. That does still exist, and it's a great way to see where you're missing after you brush your teeth. Most parents don't like to use it, though, because it does dye the inside of the mouth and the lips, and it kind of looks like the child ate a lot of red-colored food coloring. Yes, it does still exist, and it is a great teaching technique if you can get your child to chew and spit that tablet out and see what is left in their mouth in terms of plaque because it does attach itself to plaque. Right, that's what I remember. And I remember being like, wow, this is so cool, even though it was telling me, hey, basically you have missed these spots. Yeah. You should probably go over those again. It's so easy to miss spots because we all brush, I think, just a little too fast, including me. Where you know, it's hard to do the full two minutes. Right. So what about baking soda? I know that we have heard that baking soda is really good to brush your teeth with. Is that true? I think baking soda is okay to brush your teeth with, but I don't think I would do it daily, you know, because it can be a little too abrasive to your enamel. So it is one of those things that I think will help dislodge some stain on adult teeth. But I certainly wouldn't recommend brushing with baking soda with pediatrics with children's teeth. I think that's just a little too abrasive. All right. So are there any foods that are good for your teeth? Oh, yes. So many good foods for your teeth. All basically fruits and vegetables are excellent for your teeth. Apples, strawberries, fresh fruit, 
Sometimes eating some of these fruit can actually help you clean your teeth because they're really abrasive. They have a lot of fiber and it just kind of helps clean your teeth as you're eating them and chewing them. So yes, there's a lot of great foods for your teeth. Basically the things that grow on trees and fruits and vegetable kind of things. So on the opposite side of that, are there any foods that are bad for your teeth? And I'm thinking about candy here. Yes, obviously candy is the number one thing that's the worst. And I tell parents that candy basically falls into two categories. There's the kind that the colorful kind, the Starburst, the Skittles, the Laffy Taffy. It's that sticky colored candy. And that is much worse for your teeth than a piece of chocolate or Hershey's Kiss or Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Yes, they're both high in sugar. And yes, they both can give you cavities. But the sticky candy, such as the Starburst, the jelly beans, the Skittles, those stick to your teeth for so much longer than a piece of chocolate that they have the propensity to cause cavities at a lot higher rate than a chocolate bar. So, yeah, if I tell parents, you know, if your child is craving something sweet, let's say they don't like chocolate, you can always offer ice cream or one of those yummy flavored yogurts that they have these days. There's just so many yummy, sweet options. And those are all better than actual sticky, colorful candy. But other things that are bad for your teeth are gummy fruit snacks and even raisins and dried fruits. All the dried fruits out there, they're healthy for your body, but they're not healthy for your teeth because they're just so sticky and highly concentrated with sugar. So they last a lot longer on your teeth. So they have the ability to give you a cavity more than a fresh piece of fruit. So the dried fruit, I tell parents, it's best to really stay away from just so that they don't hang out in your kid's teeth for too long. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So if I was a child, yes. and it is Halloween, and I have a lovely sack full of all kinds of candies, most of them, you know, the sticky kind, would the best advice be moderation? Yes, absolutely. I would say don't hold on to your Halloween candy for months. Kind of give the child 10 pieces to eat maybe over the course of the next two or three days, and let's just say goodbye to the Halloween candy because Christmas is right around the corner or Hanukkah, and they'll get more candy, and then you've got Valentine's Day, and then you've got Easter, and then (laughs) there's just plenty of opportunities for your kids to get more candy. But it's hilarious to me that people, once they get candy for Halloween or any other holiday, they hold on to it forever. They are so anti-throwing candy away. And I think some of the best things you can do is just take a few, pick your favorites, and then say goodbye to the rest because it's not the healthiest thing to eat. And the sooner it goes away, the better. Very wise words mm-hmm. <laughs> that we should all listen to. <laughs> so how can we protect our teeth? Well, it's just by taking good care of them with hygiene, by brushing twice a day and flossing at night. Also, by eating foods that are healthier for our teeth, you know, avoiding juices and fruit snacks and raisins. And then if we're playing sports, wearing a sports guard to protect them from injury because we do hit our teeth a lot and have the ability to lose a front tooth if it got hit hard enough. So those are all wonderful ways that we can protect our teeth. Now, is there such a thing as too much when it comes to dental care? No, the only thing I can think of is that obviously if you brush too hard, that could be not good for your teeth and your gums. And then everything needs to be in moderation. Too much of things can be bad in so many categories. So I tell parents, you know, there's a lot of concern about fluoride out there, but in my humble opinion, in my 18 plus years of practice and knowledge, I tell parents the best thing in the world is a little bit of fluoride and you don't want to be excessive with it, but you also don't want to eliminate it from the equation because then that can also cause cavities. Okay. How often should we visit our dentist? We should be visiting the dentist twice a year. 
every six months is ideal. That helps us really see if something is brewing, if there's an issue that we need to be aware of that might be coming up down the pipeline. And that way, too, we can keep an eye on areas that might be on their way to turning into a cavity, and we can catch them before they turn into a really big cavity that we worry about having to fix because it's going to be a much bigger deal if that cavity gets so big that we would have to do more to it than just a filling. So by staying on a regular schedule, it helps the dentist keep an eye on things and help prevent things from becoming too serious. It's a lot easier to catch a cavity early and have it just be a filling rather than if you don't go see a dentist for a couple of years, there's a possibility that a cavity could be brewing between your teeth and you don't know it. And then by the time the dentist does get to see it, it's more than just a filling. It's ideal to just be able to keep an eye on things every six months because our, our mouth does bathe in acid and sugar all day long, just the nature of the environment of the mouth. So those teeth can really change quickly their health. Now, I would like to do something fun <laughs> okay. because, because we're going to have younger listeners. Yeah. And I am speaking to a, a real dentist. A real you, pediatric dentist. Yes. That's right. Could you describe for me, if I were to come in, imagine I'm a youngster. Could you describe what it would be like for me to come and visit you? Just in case maybe we have some people that are kind of scared about it or a little bit nervous. What could you expect? Absolutely. Well, we typically like to see children as early as age one, believe it or not, because really at that age, what we're trying to do is have a good discussion about prevention. Typically, a one-year-old isn't going to sit in the chair and let us clean their three or four or five feet that they have in their mouth. Right. The goal, the goal is to just sit and talk to parents about, you know, how we're brushing, when we're brushing, what are we eating, what habits do we have, just so that we can establish that dental home and get to the place where they can feel free to call me and I can help them with questions and also we can just prevent because sadly there are some two-year-olds in my practice that have many, many cavities in their mouth and it's because the parents didn't know that they weren't supposed to do something that they were doing and I feel like a little bit of education is helpful early on. Say you're two or three years old, then you would walk in with your mom and dad or both or both parents and you would just sit in the chair if you wanted to. We would go for a ride where the chair would lean back. Sometimes you sit in one of your parents' laps if you'd prefer. We'd take a look and count your teeth and see how healthy they look and try to brush them. And if we're not interested in brushing, we don't push that. And then we discuss diet and hygiene and talk about all the things we should do to help prevent cavities. And then we give you a prize to get a toy and make you feel like you're a rock star because we want you to be happy that you visited the dentist. We don't want to be scary. And the more these visits happen and the earlier that they happen, I feel like children tend to have less fear of the dentist. Good. So basically, if we go visit the dentist, we should not be scared or nervous because mm-hmm. our dentist is our friend. And yes. so are all the wonderful people there that are trying to make sure that we are healthy and taken care of. Yes. And the dentist certainly does have a lot of fun prizes, too. Fantastic. <laughs> it's always good to have prizes. Yes. Now, I have to ask a very important question. And I think sure. we're all wondering, is the tooth fairy real? Absolutely. I email <laughs> with her daily. Oh, fantastic. Yes. I've got to let her know which teeth are about to fall out so she can kind of put her schedule together. What people don't know quickly is that there's a team of tooth fairies. There really isn't just one tooth fairy. There are many tooth fairies, and there's a head tooth fairy, of course, that kind of coordinates all the tooth fairies. But there are many tooth fairies because that's how they can be in so many different places at once. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, she would be, she or he <laughs> would be a very busy person. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there's a whole team of tooth fairies for sure. 
Do we know what the going rate is for one tooth? Well, typically the first tooth gets a little bit more money than the other teeth because the first tooth is really, really special when you first get to give it to the tooth fairy. I think on average it seems like the tooth fairy likes to give a dollar for every tooth. That sounds about right. Yes, and the tooth fairy is really awesome at usually leaving a special dollar, sometimes a golden token I've heard about. It's a golden dollar token and not just a paper dollar. So it just depends, but different tooth fairies leave things, but it's usually around a dollar. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. That's a, a good place to start anyways. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> okay, so because we are librarians and mm-hmm. we love books, mm-hmm. do you have a favorite book or a favorite bedtime story? Oh, yes. I love, so my kids, I said, were 13 and 11 now. When they were little, my two favorite books that I love to read to them and they loved having me read to them were, was the Belly Button book. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think her last name was Boynton. And then Snowman at Night was one of their favorites as well. That book about what the snowmen do when everyone's asleep at night. It's really funny. Oh, fantastic. Yes. Thank you so much for talking with us today about teeth and taking care of your teeth and your gums and being healthy. We oh, ap- you're very welcome. We appreciate you so much. I know that our listeners are going to appreciate it as well. Of course. It was my pleasure. Thank you for taking a trip with us on our universe of stories. For more information, please visit Hillsboro Pediatric Dentistry at hillsboropediatricdentistry.com. And remember, kids, dentists are your friends who really love your teeth, so you don't have to be afraid of them at all. Always follow their direction as well as your parents, because you don't want to end up like your computer and have a blue tooth.